Well, in other music news, yes, sir. As uh, as J- the Judas Priest machine rolls along with their uh, latest release, Firepower, and they're out on tour, yeah, without uh, either one of their guitarists. Mm-hmm. Uh, Glenn Tipton says he doesn't know what his role in the band will be uh, in the future. Yeah. After seeing the pictures of him on stage for those three songs in in New Jersey, I'd imagine his role will be, you know, agreeing to let anything be released again with the name Judas Priest on it. And that's it. Yeah. Wow. Did he look bad? Yeah, He looked pretty rough. And and I feel awful. Do you remember when I saw Priest in Pittsburgh and I was just railing? Yeah, he said he looked like an old lady. Yeah, and I was just railing on how bad he looked, and now I feel bad because he was fucking dying. Well, but the thing is, I think there's actually a uh, YouTube clip out there of one of the segments, and I think it's called Who's the Old Lady Playing Guitar for Priest? Right. I think that's the name of it. Right. <laughs> and I felt bad. I, I, I felt bad this week when I saw, you know, how awful he looked. But I'll tell you what, did you watch those clips any at all? I did. There's no, I don't care what the band is saying, and Jacko, you're not, you're not gonna like what I'm, what I'm about to say here, but Judas Priest, they're known as a classy band, but they, they have some shady shit that they do from time to time, and I think them trying to pass that Glenn Tipton played on Firepower is one of those shady things that that they've done. I don't, but after watching those videos. And he could barely get through three songs that he should know backwards and forwards. You know, there's no way that he sit in a studio for fucking six months playing guitar. And playing new songs to boot. No possible way. I think maybe KK probably knew what he was talking about. And then he was kind of forced or, or at least guilted into backtracking his statements. Yeah, I think at best... He tuned the guitar that Andy Sneap played those solos on. <laughs> so it would somewhat sound like Glenn Tipton. But there, there's just no, no way. And, you know, and, and I want to justify the statement that I made about them being classy. Everybody does consider them to be classy guys. Is that a fair point? I would say the, the, proper, the proper term would be on the up and up. Right. And, and I have nothing bad. I mean, they have been, their organization has been nothing but cool to me whenever I've had to deal with them. So I, I'm not trying to say like they ever did me wrong or anything, but there's just certain things that have come up throughout their history that just kind of get pushed away because of their reputation. Well, I think, I think what it is, is that this people will believe the spin. Yeah. Uh, probably true that's that's what it is and and the thing is is that you and i mm-hmm. being that we've been doing this for going on 25 years each yeah we both know that when a band has an issue of mm-hmm. some kind yeah that the real story is rarely ever revealed very true like and i'll give you a couple examples mm-hmm. uh we talked about warrant earlier this evening Mm-hmm. Back in 2002, yeah, Warrant was on the uh, Metal Edge tour. Sure. And that was Warrant, L.A. Guns, Firehouse, Dokken, and Rat. Right. 
and uh, they played at the uh, they played in Canton, their North Canton, and you see A's or somewhere they were at the their stadium down there. Okay, Fawcett Stadium or something. Yeah, whatever it's called. Whatever it was, they played the played the stadium down there. Okay. Well, well, they were supposed to go. The, the tour was supposed to go over to Illinois to play a couple shows, some speedway track or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, the the uh, deposits for that for that show did not come in from the promoter in Illinois. Yeah. So rather than pack up the buses and head to Illinois right after the show in North Canton, mm-hmm. the next set of shows after the planned Illinois shows were in Pittsburgh. Okay. Well, instead of wasting the fuel and the time and everything to travel to Illinois, because there was no deposits being made. Right. The bands just headed to Pittsburgh. Sure. And they had three days to sit. Okay. Well, Warren was one of them. And Janie was in Warren at that time. Oh boy. That well, trouble. <laughs> yeah. Well, while the bands were sitting idle in Pittsburgh, Mm-hmm. Janie went on a bender. Yeah. And he locked himself in his hotel room. And on the Thursday night that they were supposed to play, they couldn't get Janie out of his hotel room. Right. Don went up to his room. I think Jizzy went up to his room. That's when Jizzy Billy. was playing with Rat. Billy? Uh, I'm trying to remember if Billy was there. He may have been there, but they, they couldn't get him out of his room. They, could, right. they got, couldn't let him come out. Right. So Warrant had to forfeit the show. Okay. And all the other bands on the bill had to fill in by playing like 10 minutes, minutes right. 10 minutes more. They had to add about 10 minutes to their set to make up for the 40, sure. 45 minutes that Warrant would have filled. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, when the, when the uh, press release came out or the excuses were came out they're not saying well Janie was locked in his room and he wouldn't come out that's why Warren didn't play right Janie was stuck in traffic coming from Cleveland (laughs) yeah sure was (laughs) stuck in traffic in his bedroom (laughs) yeah it happens man I mean it happens all the time but you know going back to Priest not only do I do you well? First of all, do you believe Tipton played the guitars on fire? It's really tough to say. I, I seeing what I saw on YouTube, and I'm only basing this on YouTube. I have no inside yeah. information, none at all. Right. But based on his performance, yeah, I have a hard time believing it. I have a tough, tough time believing he spent six months in the studio working on music. No way. Now, I just don't buy it. could he had some input in writing and maybe helping with the direction of the music and things? Sure. Mm-hmm. Did he actually play the razor sharp guitar on that? Mm, I really have my doubts. Uh, me too. And I'm so, thinking, I, and I'm thinking that KK knew something and he came out and said so. And they were just like, dude, what are you doing? Probably, probably true. So that's the first thing. Now let's go to a couple more things. I also thought it was very shady, and I still think it was shady, and I'm not backing off of this. I think that they knew all along that Glenn wasn't going to tour, but they knew that would hurt tickets. Yeah. And that's why they they 
waited until like the day before the tour started to announce that Glenn would not be touring. Yeah, because the tickets were already on sale and people, you know, at least the diehards were already snapping them up. Mm-hmm. And those shows have been doing really well. So, you know, so I think that's that's a second shady thing in this whole mix. The third shady thing goes back to a story that we were told, and it's never been confirmed by anybody in Priest, but it it was told to us by, um, was it Ralph Sheepers that told us about how he got flown to, like he had, he, the whole Ripper story. Yeah. Where he was told he had the gig and then he flew to England or wherever. And then when he got there, then he was told he didn't have the gig when they could have just called him. Right. But they didn't call him. You know, they just, they made him, they made him fly from Germany to England. And I, and I don't know if, do we call that shady or, or not shady? Because I guess they wanted to tell him in person. I don't know. But I mean, what, what, how would you deem that if you were the guy? Would you deem that as ugly? Would you have rather they just called you versus, you know, passports and flying and going to another country and then going back disappointed and all that other shit? Well, it, you know, in not knowing the entire circumstances, but it could have been more like an insurance policy. Okay. It's like, well, we got Ripper here and we're pretty sure he's going to be the guy, but yeah. just in case. We're going to have you here. Yeah. But even that is kind of, uh, but they didn't say that to him, you know? So anyway, that that's another, it's either shady or, you know, at best it's shady. Yeah. Well, again, a lot of people look at that and go, well, it's just business. Yeah. Well, true. But it's not just business the way that the whole Dave Holland thing was just never, ever brought up. Until he was caught. And I have a hard, hard time with that, too. I have a hard time that a guy that was on the road with them was living clean and then all of a sudden becomes a fucking Down syndrome kid rapist. <laughs> that seems like an awful big stretch, doesn't it? Uh, I That I can't really say one way or the other about because I don't know. Well, I mean, if you had to if you had to guess, though. You don't think that there was anything creepy about the guy and then all of a sudden, he, I, and I'm not saying that there's any proof of this either. I'm just, I, I'm just, these are things I've thought about over the years and that priest has never been questioned on. I've never seen an interview with anybody in Judas priest saying you didn't ever see Dave Holland doing anything weird. They just avoid it. It's not part of the lexicon of Judas priest anymore. And it never was. I don't think it ever was, even when he left the band, was it? No. They just were like, okay, Scott Travis, new guy. Yeah, they, they just kind of swept that under the carpet and just went about their business. Yeah, but I think it it should have been a bigger story. But because people love Judas Priest, that it was sort of swept under the rug a little bit. Yeah, and you know, the thing is, is if if their management was doing their job, which obviously they were. Right. They would not want anything to reflect poorly on the band. True. No, I, I agree. And, and again, you know, I know this sounds like I am just fucking railing on Judas Priest. I'm not. They have been nothing but awesome to, to us. Me, you. I mean, Rob, how, how many times have we had Alfred on the show? At two least two or three times. Yeah. And always a class act. He's always great. He and, and KK, when I interviewed KK at Blossom, 
He could not have been nicer. Took me in a in a you know like a backstage suite, and we just hung out drinking. We we're drinking water, but we were drinking waters and just hanging out doing an interview and totally, totally class act. And even when I met the band hanging out with Ripper after the first Cleveland show, all of the guys, I, I think I told this on the air before, I, I sat at a table for like 40 minutes with Glenn Tipton just shooting the shit. You know, we were talking about anything but Judas Priest. We were just kind of talking, you know, because he was, you know, he didn't really know any of the Cleveland people. And he, so he was just hanging out to shake hands with Ripper's friends. And I just sat down and started talking to him, you know? So I don't have anything awful to say about him, but it's, it's just, I hate when a band, especially a band that I love, like Priest, does shady shit that's obviously shady. Yeah. But, you know, the thing is, is, is this isn't unique to them at all. It's not, but like, but it's it's unique to them to me because I'm a bigger fan of them than I am most of the other bands. Yeah. Well, you know, I think back to you know we talked about Zeppelin earlier in the evening. Sure. When Zeppelin was doing the reunion at the O2 Arena. Hmm. Well, they postponed that show for two weeks because quote unquote Jimmy Page hurt his thumb. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> no, they needed more time to rehearse. Yeah. Exactly. Because their rehearsals probably were not going well. Right. And they thought, holy shit, we can't put on a show like this. Right. So, and again, I don't have any inside information. I'm just saying that it just seemed odd. Right. That, well, we got to postpone for a couple more weeks because Jimmy Page damaged his thumb. Yeah, right. But he was better in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. And another one was uh, back in 2007. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was on the road with uh, with the Poison tour. It was Dokken, Poison, and uh, Cinderella and Slaughter. Yeah. And uh, we, let's see, I flew out to meet them in Grand Rapids. Okay. And then we were we went to Evansville, Indiana. Mm-hmm. And then the next night was supposed to be Fort Wayne. Right. Well, the ticket sales were soft in Fort Wayne for that tour. Okay. So rather than make the trip to Fort Wayne, they just canceled the show. Right. But the reason they canceled was Brett Michaels is sick. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? That that wasn't the case at all. It was just ticket sales were soft. So yeah. he was sick of making less money. Yeah. So but everybody does that. Yeah, I know. I know, but it's it, it's disappointing when it's one of your bands, I guess, is really what it comes yeah, down to. But the thing is, is, is you know that PR is everything. Yeah, I know. I, I just, I I am glad that I did not go to the pre-show. As, as great as it looked like it was, I'm glad that I just didn't go. Because that's not the, that's not the band I want to see. You know, I don't want to see Rob Halford and, and then, you know, a bunch of other guys. That's not Judas Priest, even if he's playing Judas Priest music. If he's going to do that, I'd rather he do a solo show and bring Roy Z back out on the road with him than see him pretend that it's Judas Priest with the guitar tandem of Andy Sneap and Richie Faulkner. Right. Nothing against those guys. I think they're both fine players, and obviously Sneap is a great producer. That being said, he's not the guitar player in Judas Priest. He's just not. And I didn't want to see that. And I didn't. Well, getting back to uh, Judas Priest and Glenn Tipton, he said he doesn't really know what his role in the band will be now that he has stepped back from performing after being diagnosed 
with the right. later stages of Parkinson's disease. Right. Um, Tipton told Sirius XM volume host Dave Fricky, it's a question that I really can't answer. I'm going to see how things go. Medication is proving each day is a different one for me. Some days it's worse. Some days it's better. But I didn't want to compromise the best heavy metal band in the world. So to be on the safe side, Andy is there for now. And what will be, will be. And that's all I can say. Mm -hmm. But I love this band. It's been my life. And maybe I'll do some more writing and recording. Maybe even get do some more touring. It's an unanswerable question at the moment. It's in the it's in the lap of the metal gods. Oh brother. Stop with that nonsense. Where's that metal god that fucking put his finger on you and gave you fucking Parkinson's dude? Right. Stop with the metal god nonsense. Metal God is the lead singer of your band. Have him fix you. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Come on. You know what he's gonna do? He's gonna show up at um at, at the Vakken Festival, don't you think? You would think, yeah. I mean, because that's in England. He's he lives in England, I think. No, Vodkin is in Germany. Oh, is it? Yeah. I thought that was the new name for Donington. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. All right. Well, he'll go to Germany. He'll he'll make the trip. He'll he'll show up there because that's like a huge, huge, probably the biggest show they'll play all year. So he'll show up there to play those same three songs. They'll wheel him out, give him a shot of adrenaline, and stand him up. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of that, the guy who amazed me that toughed it out for over 10 years was Mick Mars. Yeah. I mean, that guy was a mess. He couldn't hardly even move, but somehow he was able to go through and play all those shows over a 10-year period there. He kept on playing 250 shows a year or something. He did. He's a warrior. Yeah, he. that's pretty amazing 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 yeah so but yeah he's and he's uh, he's getting ready to put out a record mick mar he did a re- he just recorded a record and i know karabi's singing on on some of it right you know i i can't wait for that actually that should be pretty good i wonder if, now that'll be interesting if he goes out and tours without motley crew i can't see that happening can you uh, hard to say man can't see somebody that fragile on a tour bus I mean, he, he's got the money that he could afford a tour bus, but I can't, I just can't see the, the wear and tear on your body from being on the bus. I, I, but that being said, I just saw Jack Russell last night. He's on a fucking tour bus. He's making it work somehow. He's who's, who's more fragile, Mick Mars or Jack Russell? Uh, well, you know, being that I, I hung out with Jack like three or four times last year, mm-hmm. I know the guy can get around. Sure. I, I don't know Mick at all. I mean, I've obviously you've seen the photos and some of the crew video and stuff, but I don't really know how bad his health is. Right. You know, to be honest with you, but he looks pretty fragile too. Yeah. He looks like a walking corpse, but if he's still recording and playing and he was able to somehow tough it through and tour with uh, Motley. Yeah. He could probably still do it. Jesus, can you imagine if you put Glenn Tipton, Mick Mars, and Jack Russell all in a band together? <laughs> you could fucking take that. You could take that to Vegas and bet from show to show if they make it. My God, that would just be talk about the cripples of America tour. My God, cripples across America. <laughs> yeah, cripples across America. 
<laughs> Ooh, that would be brutal. Yeah. But I feel bad for all these guys, man. There's a, you know, you want them to make it. You want, you know, especially these guys that we're talking about. These are all, I mean, I don't know Mick Mars either. Um, but, but of the Motley guys, he seems like the most sane. He's the one that you've heard the least bad shit about. Mm-hmm. And Glenn Tipton is a class act. You've met him, haven't you? Yes. And he's, he's, he's a class guy. He's always seemed to be a class guy. And Jack Russell, we've talked about that many times. He's like the nicest guy out there, you know, as far as rock guys. And what? And, and these are the guys that are afflicted with fucking all these ailments. That sucks. That really does suck. Why couldn't it be Brett Michaels and Vince Neil and Nikki Six and Tommy Lee? <laughs> Everybody but Mick. <laughs> Hi, this is Glenn Tipton from Judas Priest, and you're listening to the Classic Metal Show. Thank you, Glenn. I'm glad we got that one while we could. <laughs> yeah, that, I got that from him when I uh, interviewed him for his uh, last solo release. Oh, Baptism by Fire? Yeah, I believe that was it. Yeah. yeah. Glenn, uh, Glenn's a great guy. I mean, he's been nice. Like I said, I, I've i actually had that privilege of you know something that I know a lot of Priest fans would love to do, to sit at a table for an extended period of time and just talk. And that, that was one of my cooler moments of my, you know, for me as the rock, as, you know, rock guy, that's one of my cooler moments that I've ever had was, you know, I mean, who gets that with, with their, one of their favorite bands to just sit at a table and fucking hang out. You know, that's, you get that. And when you do get that, you, you fucking cherish it. And so I don't want nothing bad. It just, it just sucks to see. I, I'm hating seeing what's becoming of Judas Priest. I, I guess that's what my point to this whole conversation is, is it's really driving me crazy watching watching them do these things to, to keep the machine moving. You know, pretending that, that Tipton isn't sick or wasn't sick during the record and was going to tour and then isn't going to tour. And, you know, come on. I'm not I'm just not buying any of it. And it's sad. Sad for me as a fan, I guess. Well, we've talked about it a million times, but our era of music is winding down slowly but surely. Yeah, and there really ain't shit coming behind it. Not really. There's nothing. Unless, I mean, unless you're talking about uh, Grata Van Fleet. Even that, that's that, that's not getting big on the level it needs to. to you know, it... it they they've got two or three they've got two records out there right now and they're still not you know they're selling clubs they're playing clubs but you know there's nothing there's nothing there's nothing that has come out 2000 and well what are we 2018 there's nothing from 2008 or later that's rock that that came out in 2008 or later that is gaining attention enough to sell a big room nothing can you think of anything? Not really, but there's really no commercial outlet to, to, you know, push that to mass appeal. I guess. I mean, what's the biggest thing right now? Avenged Sevenfold? I, to be honest with you, I don't know. I, I would guess it's probably Avenged. They're, they're a fairly big band. And even that, I can't see them doing, like, stadium, stadium-type shows. No way. No way. I mean, they... They, they might headline a rock on the range, 
part of the reason they'll headline that is because there's like 30 other fucking bands. If it was just them and two other bands, no fucking way do they play that room. Well, they, the thing is, is that the rock stalwarts that are still doing big numbers like Guns N' Roses, mm-hmm. things like that, that was the end of the era where radio and there was an outlet called MTV that popularized those bands and that popularization way back then still lasts today. Mm-hmm. But without that commercial mass push, yeah, nobody has a chance. Yeah, oh, I agree. I I totally agree. And you know, Avenge for their to their credit, you know, they've been able to build a very large following in today's standard. Yeah, just like us. <laughs> We've done it with little to no money, no push, no commercial outlet, no uh, advertisers, nothing. I think they've had a little more help than us, but, <laughs> but um, they, you know, it, it's such a different animal now. Now, nobody, even the big bands right now don't sell like they used to sell, you know, it, when, and I know it's not music that you listen to at all. And, but, but you know, the name obviously is um, nine inch nails and Trent Reznor's still putting out records and he's, he's, he's not selling a lot of records and because of that he's not touring instead he's playing like a show here a show there you know and there was a time when nine inch nails and not that long ago if nine inch nails announced that they were going on tour those shows sold out in fucking like a day for like 50 shows and now it isn't you know now not nine inch nails but like the one of the big tours of this summer is um Marilyn Manson and Rob Zombie. And the two of them have to team up to play like a Blossom Music Center, 15,000 seats. And what does that say? I mean, those are two very, very, very big acts from 10, 15 years ago. Not Metallica-sized, but whatever one step down from that. I mean, wouldn't you agree that both of those bands were... Very, very big, not that long ago. Yeah, they they both had their time in the 90s. Okay, so I guess, yeah, I guess that is 20 years ago. Fuck. We are getting old fast. It's blowing by. Yeah, it is. Because I think that that Hillbilly or Hellbelly Deluxe came out in like 97 or something like that. 97, 98, something like that. And that, that beautiful people, which launch Marilyn Manson into more mainstream. Mm-hmm. That was like 98, wasn't it? Yeah. So it's 20 years ago. Yeah, not a good album either. That well, Antichrist superstar. But again, it's it's it was still commercial appeal. Yeah. Yep. It is. It's it's a different animal these days, that's for sure. And the the ones we loved are just slowly but surely dying off. Yeah. <laughs> 